Greetings and welcome to the Black Breast Cancer Podcast in service to all people of African heritage. My name is Marlene Ellis and Black Breast Cancer was formed after I myself got diagnosed with breast cancer in 2017. It was that moment when I promised the ancestors that if you get me well, if I'm allowed to recover, I promise to pay back. Black Breast Cancer is a part of that payback. The website represents what I wanted to find when I was first diagnosed. I was frightened and I wanted to go to other black women to say, well, what would you do in my case? And I only knew one black woman, although I lived in Brixton, a high black population, and I had lots of black women in my circle. I was surprised I didn't know many black women who had breast cancer, who openly acknowledged they'd had it or have it. And I was surprised that I couldn't find a place to go to for us as black women to get some advice or hear the voices of other black women. So the website blackbreastcancer.com is a resource for all my brothers and sisters who have been impacted by breast cancer. It's got three main areas of resource. One are testimonies I've taken off uh, YouTube and put them all together from all over the world people saying my name is such and such and I've had breast cancer or this is how you have a mammogram or this is how I cope with stage four breast cancer from all over the world literally um, we live everywhere the other resource is of books I've sourced many many books I had no idea that we had written so many books some are academic, some are theory, some are fictional, some are just empowerment books. A whole range of books that have been written by black men and women about their experiences of breast cancer. There's about 80 books all in all. And then there are films and documentaries because we're also so creative that we have written documentaries, made films from our perspective, whether it's from Nigeria or African-American, people have done some really good work for you so that you are more informed than we were when we were first diagnosed. And all I have done is put them all together in one place and named it Black Breast Cancer. And then I've added some information on the journey that I took, which I took rather blindly. There's still a little bit more to be done on how you have a treatment response that is more integrated, that's holistic and chemical. I learned that the cancer has spread so far that the only thing left is to take those chemical routes. So one thing that black breast cancer will not do is judge you on any decision you choose to make. It is there to be in service. Tonight, this is Wednesday, the 9th of uh, March, 2022, and we have our first webinar, which is exciting, for black women are going to share their personal experiences. You can learn more. I think when I was diagnosed, the thing that really I felt, I grew up in care. So I speak particularly to those that, are, that feel that they don't have a natural place they can call home or family. I felt alone and I was scared because I thought people like me are not supposed to survive this kind of illness. So I thought I'd reached my end 
and it was time for me to actually plan my exit route because I couldn't think of anybody who would want to take care of me. When I look back, it's a sort of a mindset that's a consequence of my upbringing, but it did not bear out to be the truth. One of the most wonderful things about breast cancer for my journey is learning how much I was loved, how much I was supported, and I will always be a better person for it. I draw on it all the time. So as much as it's, you know, a life-threatening disease, there are ways to find growth and empowerment out of it. So that's one side of it. I really hope that you use this website, www.blackbreastcancer.com. Use the videos, find the books, watch the films, especially because when you're first diagnosed, I want you to know that you are not alone. This website is your friend and we will try and supply up-to-date information. I have a program coming out soon. There is a monthly letter that has just started. So we're gonna grow. Now, why do we need to grow? What's different about the black breast cancer community? Well, this community focuses on your experiences. I'm, I am a doctor, I'm a researcher, I'm a doctor in race and education. So I'm not a medical doctor, but the purpose of black breast cancer is to speak to that space that talks about your experience. What is it like to go through chemo? What is it like? What does it mean when somebody says they have metatastic breast cancer? What does it mean when you have to have all these blood tests? What's the procedure anyway? And why do you have to have all these tests? And not, obviously, the medical advice is everything. But what I'm addressing is the personal experience, the way it impacts you as a woman or as a man, the way it impacts the children of a mom who has breast cancer or a sibling the way we have to negotiate choices, the way we have to review our mindsets and figure out what we can control and what we can't control. Now, there's no real, how do I say, we, we don't know what causes breast cancer. There's a lot of many possibilities and lots of different elements. So we can say, for example, it's better to be fit than fat, but fit slim people also get breast cancer. So, of course, we're not gonna say, well, in that case, don't bother to get fit. But none of these things are absolute. We can say alcohol probably contributes, but we cannot say alcohol causes breast cancer. There are some foods that we say are carcinogenic, that are cancerous. They tend to be processed meats, so it would be common sense to stay away from them. But of course, I know people that eat meat, um, processed meat, that don't have cancer. So, so nothing is absolute because we don't know enough yet. Over the time, over these podcasts, I intend to talk a lot more about breast cancer, but from a black perspective. For example, I want to tell you, the reason I, I realize that we need something that's about people from African heritage is because we seem to have this similar pattern from all over the world, whether we're in the so-called developed or developing world. 
we have low amounts of incidence. So we don't get breast cancer as much as white people. And yet, when we get it, we die 40% faster than white women do for the same diagnosis. It matters not whether we are in Nigeria, Barbados or Britain. This pattern repeats itself. Now, some people say this is about the genetic structure of our bodies. So there are arguments about a gene, one or two genes. The most well-known one is the BRCA gene, B-R-C-A. And the suggestion is that the BRCA gene is prevalent more in black African heritage bodies. And that raises the higher liability of having triple negative breast cancer. But the truth is, that's not certain either. Quite simply, not enough research has been carried out on black women because we're very cautious about trusting clinical trials given the history of abuse of black bodies. And at the same time, we have to make some decisions, some clearer decisions, because the medication we take is essentially white, has been made up for genetically shaped bodies. So if it is true that there's a genetic component, you need to be taking part in the clinical trials to test that. And yet at the same time, how do you lend your body to science, to research, given the, the abuse, the historical abuse of black bodies? I want to discuss that in our community, that there are ways that we put in uh, protections, provisions, that require researchers to be accountable to us, not us accountable to them. And that without those accountabilities, we shouldn't enter into clinical trials. They need to show much more commitment to working for and in the community, rather than us working for their research experiments and so on. And I speak as a researcher, but it's about integrity of the work uh, and it, without that the work is undermined anyway so we've got to be stronger on these things and, and ultimately long term black breast cancer wants to change the conditions and the environment that causes breast cancer so we it's really about what is within our control that we can change to minimize the amount of incidents and the deaths that occur amongst our families and that's where I'm ultimately concerned for the next generation. Because if we're dying of breast cancer 40% faster now, then what's of our next generation? I think we've got an absolute duty and responsibility to them to work much, much harder. I really thank you for listening to this podcast as an indication that you too want to get involved in the much bigger discussion Black breast cancer is really about taking responsibility for ourselves, having conversations amongst ourselves, learning more about what we need to do, not just medically, but holistically, as a collective. You know, the, the saying is much used, it takes a village to raise a child. But if that's true, we have to be working together the Ubuntu philosophy says it well. You can't clap with one hand, and that will be very much 
our approach, that we need to work together. And in fact, we've given also the Swahili word for breast cancer, Saratani Yamatiti, that sits as a logo within the sort of British language to reinforce our historical connection, the 500 year journey we've already undertaken, and that this is just an extension of our repair in this global fight for global justice. So please join me again next week. And if you hear this before the webinar tonight, we have a webinar, Eventbrite is online at 6 p.m. Great speakers, please join me and I will speak to you again soon. Thank you, bye-bye.